0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Blog Talk Radio. You know what? Fuck dirty. Immortal Technique. got like two niggas. Killer Mike. Fuck the Brother Ali. Fuck Rambo. No, Fuck. yeah. All right.
0: Like a prison with invisible bars No matter where you ride it always follows you where you are And it's hard out there for a pimp to get out of But it's harder for the hooker that he beat the shit out of I got niggas underground in the Confederate States Ironically running from slavery that prison creates So I never hate on the South I respect their vision I just hate on niggas that promote Samboism And white execs that love to see up in that position They reflect the stereotypes of America's vision They want us and coonin and Only respect us for playing sports and modeling. More than racism, it's staying in your places. More people are trapped in practical black racism. So fuck a civil war between the north and the south. It's between fields, niggas, and slaves that are stuck in the house. Civil war for the soul of a nation. This is a struggle to save civilization. Demonstration, overthrowing the occupation. The annihilation of mental colonization. Civil war. We fight for the future of our civilization. Destroy the corrupt government organizations. Trying to survive cultural assassination Fritz niggas, blood niggas, S.A. Asians. Why the fuck we born with each other's population? The devil want to dead All our population, people and folk nations. Why the separation? Why we got Jamaicans hating on Haitians? When the British and French rape both nations. Mexicans and blacks kill each other. Great hate. Population. If you on the bottom, be you Anglo or Asian? You gotta recognize the realness and what I'm saying. You gotta recognize another sheep ain't the enemy. When the police ride, and kill us. Mental colonization Civil war For the soul of a nation We fight for the future Of our civilization Destroy the corrupt Government organization Trying to survive Cultural assassination. Listen Our hearts were torn apart Just like y'all were. Watching towers Full of souls Fall of us order. Every time we called Your office You ignored us Now you're holding Hearings on us all in line with all of the founding fathers I think Patrick said it best Give me liberty and death I shall never accept anything less you claim innocence you play victimless but you gave the kiss of death in the name of self-defense slavery and theft of other nations to the end of pacifying your citizenry with excess we believe in freedom, justice, security but they're only pure when they're applied universally so certainly if I raised against the machine my aim was only to the greatest threat of harm doesn't come from any bomb the moment you refuse the human rights for just a few what happens when that view includes you
2: civil war
0: In the green room? Uh, can anybody hear me out there? Alec, are you still muted? No, I'm
1: not. Well, actually, I am. Actually, we're all good now. Awesome. How are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing amazing. Um, I'm gonna go screen these calls real quick. Uh see you later. I think uh I found J Val. I'll be right back. Great. Thanks, Alex.
0: Hey, good evening everybody. Thanks for uh tuning in to the second leg of uh the Revolution Radio uh Marathon. Or is it a telethon? I'm still not sure. Um we have uh an unbelievable Wait, show.
2: Oh <laughs> We have an
0: unbelievable show for you tonight um, with uh, somebody who i the most respect. How's my, his name is Adamo Freeman. Um, he lives in New Hampshire, and he is one of the um, primary founders of an organization called uh, Cop Block. Um, don't say that five times fast. Um, that, uh, that does an incredible job of trying to police the police. Um, not only uh, does he keep track or do, does his organization keep track of um, police brutality as it happens um, almost in real time. It's amazing how effective that is. It is. Um, he also puts himself out on the line. Um, he has been arrested, uh, charged with wiretapping. Um, I do believe that, that he has beat that charge. Um, we're going to talk about that. Um, and uh, I'd also, you know, we're also going to get into a little bit about the philosophy of um, a meme or um, sort of a concept that gets thrown around um, the the Internet, or at least my, my little niche of the Internet a lot, and um, that's ACAB, all cops are bad. Um, and the demo and I will talk about that um I think, you know I think we have uh um not um opposing um positions on on that but maybe two sides of the same coin so uh we may be able to to uh help each other understand the other side of the coin a little better um
1: uh just uh speaking of a demo, he is on live, so hooray. Ademo, welcome to uh, Third Rail Radio. We're really honored to have you. Thanks for taking
0: the time out of your busy schedule. Okay.
3: thanks for having me on and
0: extending the invite. I appreciate it. Um, I think uh, most people who are listening right now uh, see your work as, as um, really important, not just to uh, you know the activist community, but on the larger to um, you know to the larger population um it's of my opinion um, that corruption um, and abuse by uh, by our police forces, whether they be uh, small city large city um, even small town um, you know are becoming increasingly uh adversarial uh increasingly increasingly um, willing to uh, engage um in um, uh, behavior that would be would have been considered even um, a decade ago, and certainly before 9/11, um, as uh, behavior um, unbecoming of an officer, um, it seems that the protect and serve mantra uh, that that essentially our our domestic police force was found on has been tossed out the window, um, and now we're left with a militarized offensive um, force uh, that goes out looking for trouble. Um, I'm going to give you the floor for as long as, uh, as, long as you'd like to take it. Um, you could start wherever you'd like with, with the, the last case you've been working on um, or uh, maybe back in 2011 with what happened in Manchester. And uh, by the way, I'm in Vermont, and uh,
3: I think we live in the best corner of, of the country, so cheers. Mm. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, feel free to fire whatever questions you'd like at me. I mean, that'll probably work best for me so that I know what, you know, you have questions you have or whatever the listeners want to hear, you guys have that end. But uh, just to answer some of your opening statements, you know, uh, you know, the evolution of policing as we know it today, um, you know, I guess that's a very loaded question, and I could answer it in two forms. One is, to look at the exact, you know, aspect of police, you know, when they started, um, they were a a small force, you know, one cop in the town uh, who was basically like a third party and commonly called, uh, you know, a peace officer. And, you know, anybody realizes in their life, they've gotten into disputes where emotions or some other third factor has uh, negated a hard resolution to a problem. And so, you know, police were probably created to solve some of these disputes and so back in the day they weren't all backed out and all this armor guns, bullets other police cars other cops uh, colleagues and stuff um, and they were actually called to disputes to settle an incident there you know without using without uh, having others go to force today that's grown to police officers are rarely called uh, peace officers they're called law enforcement officers leo's for short and um, You know, they have an endless amount of laws to enforce, and they are basically now not sitting around waiting to settle a dispute, but going around proactively engaging uh, its citizen, quote-unquote, into compliance uh, from what the masters or the government wants them to do. And so, you know, it's a two-way street of looking at it from, like, the bird's-eye view or the up-close and personal. But in my opinion, you know, it's heavily... You know the the problems with police are heavily rooted in the problems with the government that we see today. Very well said.
0: Um, yeah, I think that you know if you go out looking for trouble on the offensive, um, you're always going to find somebody doing something wrong. Um, you know where sort of the um, the conventional wisdom of um, of the law enforcement officers and uh, the agencies work for, it used to be sort of, uh, uh, you know, you, you create um, a zone of, of behavior um, that um, will not, under any circumstances, provoke um, a certain response from from the police officer, um, and, you know, now, um, it's incredible to watch um, aggression the aggression um, and, uh, and and yet yeah, just the, the, the offensive like even police officers um, pursuing people beyond um, you know beyond any sense of, of reason where the person is no longer threatened to the public to the public um, but yet that that uh, adrenaline that uh, chase for uh, the thrill, um, or the thrill of the chase, I guess I should say, um, that that doesn't seem um,
3: to be as under control as it used to be in police officers. Well, I don't uh, think it's ever been under control of police. I mean, police have always had, uh, you know, a, it, they've always had a large amount of power, per se, and they've always been able to get away with doing whatever they want, even if they are arresting people for doing the same exact things. Um, you know, we're probably better able to highlight and share that today. Um, but lastly, the a point I want to touch on, uh, I don't think all cops or any cops, I mean, I'm sure there's some. I don't think it's large majority that they're trigger-happy, adrenaline-junkie, you know, macho man stereotypes that want to go out. I believe it's how they're trained. I mean, police are trained that everyone is a criminal, everybody's doing something wrong. Um, I mix that with the fact that everything is illegal absolutely everything is illegal. You know, there's catch-alls with police officers like disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, um, disobeying an, an officer. These are catch-alls for any crime, and so everything is illegal. You know, cops are driving around and they see something, and if, you're on, if you pull out your video camera and say, no, sir, I don't give you the consent to, sh- to, to search my car, well, then you're having what I consider, you know, not a normal as in, like, normal mindset, but normal for their training and what they're told, um, reaction of, like, get out of the car, do what I say, and then they pull guns, and then they're nervous, and one guy shoots another guy, and the other cop shoots, and they see you know, 30 bullets fill a car, and four high schoolers are dead because they wanted to assert their rights. Well, right. so that's, that's sad. I mean, that's awful that those things happen. I don't think it's because cops are pumped full of adrenaline. I just, you, you really have to ask, why are the cops there? Why are they doing this? Why do they have these protocols? Why is everything illegal? And you look at that, and it's like, you know, one of two things. One, the government is doing something that's overbearing than its protocol, than, like, its intention. Uh, or two, um, you know, you had, like, a rare case scenario where, you know, somebody got somebody just went out of line and da-da-da-da-da. But no matter what, the, the issues always go back into government because the government was either advocating that they raid this house for marijuana, a plant that somebody wants to put in their own dang body, um, or it's like, hey, we found out the cops did wrong, but there's no justice like in the Kelly Thomas case. And so no matter what, it's a lose-lose. And then if you want to answer why those are lose-lose, well, it breaks down to, again, government and its ability to fund bad business. I mean, police departments are nothing more than a business. They're no different than a Starbucks, a McDonald's, the grocery store down the street, They are a business. They have a building. They claim to provide a service, which is protecting and serving you or a community, and uh, they do it poorly. The difference from every other business that you see on this planet is that when McDonald's continually harms its customers, people stop going to McDonald's. They start going to Burger King. Burger King gets more money. More Burger Kings come around. More good businesses have. Uh, We haven't had that in over 100 years where police, have been outed for being bad cops, where they've been asked to do less instead of more, um, where they aren't being forced by the, you know, per the orders of their superiors or their lawmakers to conduct these rights violations uh, on people and revenue generating aspects to policing and, you know, like I said earlier, a flat out compliance of the civilization as opposed to uh, protecting and serving. And so if you ask why you don't get that, well, my answer to that would be it's because it doesn't matter uh, what you want for a service because you don't pay for it. I mean, you do in taxes, but you're forced to pay for it. You can't, like you can with McDonald's, stop going there. I, I live in Laconia, New Hampshire, and these officers here do all kinds of things I don't like. Ensure they're not killing people in the streets or locking them up for 20 years uh, for false charges but they still raid people's houses for drugs. They still do radars out in front of my house. Well, not in front of my house anymore because I kept filming them, but they used to radar for speeding tickets near my house, and that's just revenue generation. You know, 11 o'clock at night when no one's out in my small town, catch the guy going five miles an hour over, 200 bucks for the city. Yay. And
0: yeah, so, and, you know, what, what, what makes that even even more dangerous is um, – and I, and I do want to get into statistics in a little bit, but um, – what makes it more dangerous is it seems that these days um, any any sort of interaction and you touched on this earlier any interaction um, with a law enforcement officer um, you know even even if if you're not doing anything wrong um, has the potential to escalate uh, um, and perhaps it is coming from top down um, and, and that and that's the training zero tolerance you know put your brain away, you follow a linear progression of order, um, that's sort of indoctrination. But, um, you know, I I feel like, you know, I've watched enough videos that you've posted and other sites have posted of families who have been pulled over and um, something escalates. There's this mini miscommunication of body language or words, and all of a sudden you have all hell breaking loose. Um, so things like setting up speed traps, you know, to generate revenue, all of a sudden, you know, they take on a much darker um, uh, component to them because of what can actually happen. Um, well,
3: I don't know how much darker a component than a bunch of guys dressed up in matching uniforms or primarily a uh, badge, button-up, blue slacks, black slacks, whatever. Uh, I don't know how much more of a threat I can get. A police officer is a death threat every single time because with everything – I Without the question, but I, I,
0: you know, at my age, I'm forty, and I do recall a time um, that it wasn't like this. You know, that if if it you were driving if office. you were driving through a small town in New England, there could be a cop there with a with a with a speed gun with a radar gun. But it, it you know, if you got pulled over, you got a speeding ticket, and you drove on. There wasn't this uh, this potential for, uh, and maybe and maybe that's. You know, just my own perception and the way I feel about police, but um, I've heard other, enough other people to express it that um, it, it, it seems like even even sort of the more mundane aspects of, of a police officer's job um, now become this potential for um, for confrontation. You know, and um, I I I don't I can't hate a huge generalization that all cops are bad, but I followed the logic of a gentleman that posted a video on your on your um, site, um, and I thought it was very poignant. And we're, we as citizens are held to a certain standard, a certain law, um, essentially aiding and abetting or being an accessory, uh, witnessing a crime and not reporting it, witnessing a crime and not doing the right thing, leaving the scene of an accident. Um, if 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 we if we uh, whether whether um, actively or passively participate in any of things, these things, we are held to the standard that the individual who perpetrated the crime, perhaps the the, the ramifications, um, the sentence isn't isn't as um, stiff. Yet we're still considered criminals. So I'm not willing any longer to let. Um, that, oh, you know what, it's just a couple bad apples. It's just a couple bad apples. That logic doesn't work for me because if one if a law applies to one, it must apply to all. And if it's just a couple bad apples, then all the good apples should put them to a stop. Um,
2: well, and, and, that,
3: and, that logic clearly isn't true in the policing today. Yet, because otherwise, exactly what you said would, would happen. All the good apples would take the bad apples out, but that doesn't happen. In fact, bad apples take good apples out. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like a virus, right? Um, well, the, the, the problem is the lack of competition in policing. You know, the government is a monopoly on force. You know, and they their law and arm of the law, their enforcement division is the police and any agent of the state that carries a firearm. You know, any enforcer. You
2: know, yeah.
3: yeah. Change Indeed. that aspect, and so I'd like to ask your question on why it might have been better for you years ago than it is now, like I said, everything that we're discussing is linked into the government as an overall. And 20 years ago, uh, this economy, this country was in a lot better situation. And so police departments weren't, you know, they were ramping up. They were still collecting large, you know, tax revenues and and other things. And so uh, they were easily able, they didn't have to like nicker bicker or go to the book so much. You know, they're probably getting sued half as much. but So you mix that together. Also mix that into the other side is that the $200 speeding ticket wasn't a big deal for the middle-class family 20 years ago. You get $200 today, and it's about it's a, maybe a difference between feeding your kids and not. And so soccer mom, who normally would take the ticket and just drive away, uh, is now saying, well, what the app, officer? And then officer is like, what? You're talking to me like that? Taser in front of the kids. Chick tries to drive off. Two cops that come for backup. Shoot at her. This actually happened. You know? yep.
1: and, yeah, yeah,
3: uh,
0: I know. I, uh, but you so make it, the, the, you know, the I guess what, what's at stake even with a, a pullover with a speeding ticket? What's at stake there for the person? The the stakes are higher. I, well, what's
3: but, the difference? Yeah, the difference from then to now is that a cops are doing they're a aggressively seeking more revenue because they have less tax revenue, so they're out there aggressively seeking more fines and tickets. A, B, the the citizen, the individual, uh, is is working twice as hard to make the same standard of living. And so when those two collide, you're going to have nothing but a confrontation. How you can expect to have anything other than dark scenarios is beyond me, because if this is a mathematician or a mathematical problem, they'd be saying two plus two, four, no-brainer. Well, yeah, guys seeking money and people sick of being extorted from money, when these people meet, there's only a few outcomes you're going to get, and most of them aren't going to be happy you know, and not positive. That's why I try to advocate as much as I can through my work with coplock.org, which is a decentralized organization. I'm just able to share my personal views there when anybody can share their views there. But for me personally, I try to advocate the most in um, the privatization. People need to look at police as a service just like anything else. And the minute the Fullerton police beat up and killed Kelly Thomas, if everybody in that community didn't like it, they would have demanded those guys been fired Or prosecuted, or had whatever justice they wanted, or they would stop using that person's business. Couldn't do that, look what happened. But if they did, were able to do that, those guys probably would have been fired, given over to the family's victims, the the family of the victims, or maybe there would have been some sort of other justice. I don't know because it would have been on them. But all I know is that if the business that hired those officers and maintained to employ them, if they would have refused their customers' demands to take action, then that all their customers would have left them and went to their competitors, leaving them without any ability to pay the officers anyway. And so they would have went out of the job anyway. And so that would have happened much quicker than the several years it took to have a trial for them to be found not guilty. You know, et cetera, et cetera. That was that was that was
0: a, that was a very, that's a very sad day, very sad recent day.
3: Um, well, to me, it's more sad. I'm more upset. Like, sure, these cops got away with murder. I understand that. And that doesn't infuriate me. What infuriates me more is that a whole city of people who should be the first ones to understand that they need to be able to have a say in who they pay because, first of all, everybody in Fullerton doesn't agree on the same amount of policing they want. So why do you give them the, only the one choice? You know, maybe some people would pay someone to rate a house for marijuana, but when everybody's forced to pay for it, they're actually able to do it. When it's one person in town that wants it, He's not able to pay for it. Even if he wants it, he's not going to be able to pay $80,000 a year plus all their slot gear to go out and do that every single time once or twice a day, you know? It really, that, it,
0: really, it, really is, uh, it really does all come down to the mighty, mighty dollar, you know? I mean, just to make a quick analogy. Well, I, don't, I
3: don't want to say the dollar because I'm not advocating that they start these businesses and take Federal Reserve notes. I mean, Bitcoin, barter, trade, You know, just start your own business. Give us an option. I mean, if people want to pay with, you know, if cops have protection to give, then they give protection for coffee and the world goes around and et cetera, et cetera. And by protection, I don't mean, like, we kill anybody you say. I mean, hey, I'll work at your business, and if somebody steals something, I'll help you find it. That's, you know, where there's a victim, where there's actually someone who needs an assistance. Because, again, I view policing as a service. A guy being able to take fingerprints or install cameras or locate people who are trying to hide, uh, that would be very valuable to me if I had an incident where I would have to hire such a person. you know I couldn't
0: agree with you more about i view I view anything anything that the anything the free market anything the government does that takes one cent of my tax dollars, I see it as a service, right They start beating shit out of people. I want to remove my money from that so right, but what happens
3: if you stop paying your taxes? Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: We you have get a, a jail, period,
3: basically. You know, they just they just send a- men with guns to your house, don't they? And they either yeah, take all your stuff and great. sell it and get the tax money, or they take you and put you in a jail. Why? Because then everybody else, is, they can get more taxes from. So to them, it's all about money. You know, it's all about control. You're also the example of why, like, if you ever went down the street and asked people that, or, like, next time we at Thanksgiving or the family get-together, and be like, why do you pay your taxes? You know, ask your grandma, why do you pay your taxes? Oh, because you have to. What do you mean you have to? Why don't you just stop? Well, at some point they're going to say they're afraid and you have to. Well, how do they get to that thinking? Well, because they've watched people like Wesley Snipes who recently was jailed for tax evasion, Ed and Elaine Brown. So they grab these high-profile names or people, actors, movie stars, something, and they arrest them for tax evasion, and then it scares everybody else, you know, as well as they sprinkle it with a little bit of, oh, for the kids and who would build the road type stuff, but for the most right. part, it's here, you know. No one really says like, "Well, I, I, I love driving to work, so I pay my taxes because I want the roads." Well, then I'd ask them, "Do you realize that ninety-five percent of your taxes isn't for roads? <laughs> you know, like why don't you just pay five percent then? Right,
0: you know, right. yeah. Why, yeah, you like know, it why I just talking. pay directly? Yeah, the amount of money of your tax dollars that goes to the actual things you fix goes that it goes to. Or, the ra- ratio would absolutely blow people's minds if they saw it. Well,
3: first of all, I must mean, let's be honest. If we're talking income tax, that doesn't even do anything. It doesn't even pay the debt that the government borrows money on. You know, it doesn't, it even, pays it doesn't even do the, uh, anything. It it it, it, it's smoke and mirrors. I mean, income tax is so small. First of all, the majority of Americans don't pay any taxes.
4: And they always
3: complain about the upper percent of which people, they, they pay all the income tax. It's just how it is. Most middle-class people don't pay any income tax. They're, now, where they really get screwed is sales tax on everything. Then you pay road tax, but then you've got to pay the parking meters in downtown or the toll booths to get across the bridge. And, you know, so you're being taxed for it once on paper, and then you're being taxed for it when you're actually there, and it the, goes on and on. And it's like, well, I make money, and they tax it, but then they tax me on every single transaction as well. And at the end of the day, your money has been taxed four or five times. You know, then you start to figure interest that comes into this when you get people with yeah. credit cards, and you can totally understand why people are broke or living way outside their their scope of reality. Yes, definitely. And,
0: and I, well, you know, we'll have that show together because that's it. That's another huge topic, Dallas. Do you want to take a break, and then um, we'll come back and uh, take some questions for a demo, I'd let fill uh, the listeners in a little bit on. Um, on uh his background just 5 minutes and then we we'll, we can open up the uh the phones to uh to callers if that sounds good to uh, demo and to you Dalek.
1: All right, let's do it. And uh also JVAB is still on too. So J-Vab. Uh,
0: J-Vab is our co-host tonight, official uh one of my favorite people in the Twitterverse. Um a wise-wise man, he brings his uh his his smarts uh to our show tonight, and I thank you, Jav. How are you
4: tonight, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing um, really good. I'm just sitting back, listening to um, to homeboy explain, you know, the situation, the circumstances on what the house the taxes and the tops and so forth. So far, the show is pretty interesting. You know, I'm I'm glad to be here. Thank you all very much.
3: Thanks for thank you for
0: co-hosting and uh, you know having a demo on it's it's a big honor and. The first half was happy, but uh J-Bab, please do not hesitate to uh chime in. Um, you know, I'm sure you have your own perspective on, on uh what what's going on with the cops in the United States, um, you know, why they're why they're sugging like they are and killing people like they are. Um we're gonna take I think a little break, let Alex uh check out the boards, come back and open it up. All yeah. right, we're That's gonna
1: it. play Alright, we're gonna play some, uh, herb, herb, oh well, never mind. You know what, let's just play a little bit of mother. Alright? Let's do it. And do you Um, from the live uh, studio of um, uh, Colorado and also in the beautiful deciduous forest of Vermont and plus also the uh, free waves of uh, New Hampshire, this is Third Rail Radio. If you guys like to call in for more questions, get some comments in, it is 646-929-1480. That's 646-929-1480. If you guys also like to call in Skype, you guys can also do that around uh, right nearby the number on top of the, the screen bar. So let's get ready to work and roll.
0: So coming back, I'm just going to go ahead and hand the floor over to JVAP in the green room. He hit the uh, the proverbial nail on the head. Uh, J-Bab, the floor is yours, man.
4: Gee, big guy. on. Oh, thank you. But th- this is my question really basically. My question is why does the, the police, right, and law enforcement always get so aggressive and mean while you take a camera or your video phone and observe they, while they're performing their duty? like. It's, I, I, I know I don't think That it's against the law To like record them While they're doing Their <coughs> duty You know Actively But um For some reason They get so mad And so like Disagreements with everyone When you put that camera on them Does anyone have any Like enlightenment On that situation Or that subject
3: Sure I mean From my experience You know I found a few reasons Why uh, Cops don't like the cameras I'll give you my favorite three First of all Uh, cops don't know all the laws. They don't know everything. And, like, you can talk to some cops, and I've talked to retired cops, current cops, you know, and all sorts. And, uh, you know, their biggest fear is, like, you know, they'll tell you about, like, the CSI TV show type cases where the murder suspect gets off on a technicality in a courtroom. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the worst fear, but on on a severe level. Like, that's just murder and stuff like that. But, already they don't know the laws they do a lot of things like when they ask for IDs and stuff like that they're trained to do that because that's what they're they're trained to do they don't understand that people can say no and so uh, when people are recording them and then they say no and then they say no give me that they they use a little bit of force on them or they do something well then they end up getting in trouble you know the officer gets in trouble or the case gets thrown out it doesn't matter if they find drugs on the individual or they're driving a suspended license so First reason is they don't like it because they don't know all the laws, and they don't know the difference of what's protocol or what is, like, a request, like what's legal and what's protocol, and uh, and they don't know the difference. The second thing is um, obviously they don't know what you're going to do with it. And so, you know, they don't like that you might take it to the news, you might do whatever, or what they're getting into. And so those two things, it's it's a machine, or excuse me, it's a tool that holds them accountable, and uh, it's it's a thing that makes them uneasy because they know when they see it, They have to be on their A game. And I believe that in today's uh, law enforcement world, it's very hard to bring your A game into policing. So uh, because of the excessive amounts of laws, et cetera, et cetera, you know, no officer can, you know, get away with – no officer can say, I know all the laws. I mean, just last year alone they passed 40,000 new laws. Now, I know some of those are related to, like, you know, health care or things that officers don't have to do, but let's just say 3,000 of them are – or 4,000, 10% of them are for the police. Well, I don't think any officer can remember 4,000 new laws plus all the current laws that existed beforehand. And so now when they see a camera, you know, uh, they are immediately thrown off of the situation. They no longer control the atmosphere, and that's what they're trained. They're trained to approach a car, ask the question, get the information, conduct the thing. And the minute you throw a a monkey wrench in that program, it's all out of whack. The minute they lose control, they resort to the only thing they know. And that's what they're told in the training thing is, like, you know resort to force or demands or you know at, you know like orders is what they call them lawful orders
0: like j if i could add add to that um it's interesting because um some research or actually a lot of research suggests that maybe one of the most effective ways to police the police would be to have them wear cameras that that
4: could definitely be um. A good idea on like the citizens' behalf, but another tricky thing with that also is by recording that officer or by like recording an officer doing while he's active doing his his job, they can also turn around and hit you with like um what yes, is known please. as as taping or like I, I forgot what it's called, but it was it's something about taping Wiretaping. an officer. Yeah, wiretapping officers while they're doing their job and such. So it's kind of like really, yeah, a it, demo
0: arrested. Um, for allegedly, and brought to trial for allegedly wiretapping um, police officers as a journalist um, who had removed um, a 17-year-old uh, student from a high school, slammed his head into a desk, uh, videos on cop block. Um, so demo knows all about this. Um, and, again, I kind of go back to that That. that um, theory of, you know, hey, if there's a law, it's got to apply to all of us. Uh, we are required to learn all 40,000 laws. Ignorance is no excuse for us when we break them. Well, I'm not
3: required to learn all 40,000 laws.
0: Oh, and neither am I, but I mean, that would be an argument used by um, a police officer who arrested you for breaking one of those laws that you Well, sure, to- they say ignorance
3: is no excuse of the law. I understand. So it, it works both ways, is my point. <laughs> But Uh, it doesn't. I mean, there are
1: clearly a
0: set of rules for the
3: in-class and the out-class,
0: you know. In an ideal world, it would work both ways, Um, and it doesn't, and it doesn't. But putting a camera on a cop that, in order for them to punch in and start collecting their salary, they had to have on, and I know that sounds a little draconian, um, but
3: the only thing that... But here's my problem. Here's my problem with that is who pays for it. Like, what if I don't want to pay for cops to have cameras? I'd just rather hire a good business. Like, I don't, I don't need to pay McDonald's employees to cook my food so that I can watch them do it so they don't spit in it. Like, excuse me, but forget that. You know what I mean? I'd rather pay someone to do honor business with, especially if it will keep costs down because now you're talking about a camera and outfitting, training, storing the footage, getting us transparent access to it. And then even then you're not guaranteeing the whole system will work because what if a cop shuts his off? what if there's a malfunction what if they say in the room it didn't get stored properly and then it's this expense plus no outcome you know right
0: and you make a great point about not wanting to give any more of your hard-earned dollars to uh further militarizing the police force but you know but man, they are you know
3: they are uh they are jacked up um I don't think it even matters anymore today if we give them any more money or not. They're going to keep, I mean, they're printing money, they're doing whatever they want, so I don't really think it's going to matter, but... um,
4: The change change in the forces is definitely being seen by, like, a lot of people in different states, like, especially when you go to, like, New England, Wyndham County, New Hampshire, Vermont, you you actually see the local, the local cops used to be, like, the most chill, chill people ever up there, like, especially in, like, New England. It was just, like, the local police was just like the chill The state troopers now They would have been like on some aggressive movements But these days the local dudes Is even doing it worse than the stadiums. Like You could just see the um, the changes Like blatantly In, in our faces But um, I have no clue and I don't know what The people is like waiting on to like get Stuff done and that's like Another story we got to get into I guess but you definitely can see the change Though Yeah
0: I agree 100%, Dave. Um, you know, I mean, even in my small town, um, you know, I've lived here 20 years. I grew up in, in the city in D.C. I'm far more terrified of the of the police in my town than I was in, in D.C.
3: <laughs>
2: well,
3: uh, you, yeah, you should definitely be more fearful of the police that are close to you. They're most likely the ones that harm you. But yeah. I believe really I can answer that question of why, you know, the police seem to be more militarizing and, like, this goes into what you were talking about before and, to me, is a problem with everybody, no matter your profession, with or without the government. And that is entitlement. You know, this, the, the people on this same piece of dirt that you and I are all on, uh, commonly known as Americans, um, have this problem called entitlement. And so they think they should make $15 an hour because the guy down there is making $15 an hour. Well, cops are no different. They say the New York police with a helicopter, they want a helicopter. They see New York police with a bearcat, they want a bearcat. Oh, they got M- MP4s? We want MP4s. What do you mean? Yeah, they're more they're just like, years. you know,
0: keeping up with the Joneses now. And, exactly. and there's also this, uh, you know, this crazy um, uh, thing in, in, uh, that reaches across government that if you spend all the money in your budget, you're going to get allocated more the next year. And um, yeah, that's definitely true. And, and and uh so it's almost a game to spend the money before before the fiscal year ends. So, you know, you get you get the extra uh built in uh inflationary budget increase plus whatever it is else they, they're gonna give you. Um you know, m- like moving towards um uh, affecting some change. Um a demo, and I know I and I know you work tirelessly at it every day. Um, do you see? Are you finding any progress? Are you discouraged? Um, do you see? Optimist? And you have any optimism?
2: Like, what,
3: what's your general attitude? You know, <laughs> right well, right now. Well, I mean, sadly, I just feel that I have too good of an understanding of what's going on, and so to answer that is, you know, I, I would say that. What do I see? It's a two-way answer, and it's like, what is the state doing? Well, I see that the government is going to get nothing more, nothing but more violent, nothing but more controlling, and at some point that's going to come to a clash on the other side, in which I am happy to see that more people are being awake and so on. But let me answer your question this way. When I first started, I thought that we could change policing with cop-locked-out that, like, cops would be held accountable, that, you know, cops would be fired, they'd be getting taken off the police force, maybe even some police departments would be like, Coplock, come investigate our department and give us your seal of approval. And I really was kind of young and dumb and naive enough to think that that could be what happened. Uh, today, what I'm most proud about uh, about Coplock is that it's a, a, decentralized organization, it isn't just my beliefs or my solutions, it's a place to house it, not only a, a conversation, but an idea that badges don't grant extra rights, and that uh, the brand is available for anybody to bring safety and security to them. So not only can they get resources, uh, tactics and education on what's going on or how to get involved but you know by getting a cop lock shirt or a sticker or just by knowing some information from cop lock or saying you're with cop lock.org that to a police officer may or may not have him know that you know you, you might be more than one person you might have a network that can help because i believe that's why cops are so effective at targeting individuals because a whole police department starts harassing one guy and 20 people can put some pressure on one guy well if a guy sees a an individual recording and he walks up and he sees cop lock. And a lot of cops do know about cop lock. They've been sharing the information of cop lock at fusion centers, which is dump, sh- dump shops for uh, the dumpings in regions. And so it's, it could be a good idea. And so that cop could walk up and be like, oh, I actually wrote a blog about this where I could a cop lock bumper sticker on your car and a cop goes to pull you over and all of a sudden he sees it. And uh, this has happened to me. Uh, and a cop sees that it, what I believe to be our cop lock bumper sticker in our car. And he tells us for a little while, and you got all the signs that he was just about to turn on the cherries and berries, and then he turns off and goes away. Now, maybe, maybe not because of the sticker, but I believe that, you know, with people promoting and recognizing this brand, you could provide yourself some safety. Because if something does happen to you, you know where to go to share it to get support. And uh, if a cop approaches you and sees, like, a cop-lock hoodie, hat, bumper sticker, or something like that, he might be like, I read about these guys. They don't take plea deals. They record their interactions. I'm going for easy prey. I'm going for the guy who's going to give me this buck Not that my goal is to push that off to somebody else. I hope that they educate themselves and use it as well. But uh, my goal but isn't to put <laughs> anything it could provide.
0: <laughs> like cops, cops, you know, a lot of cops are predatorial. And predators, um, they're smart. And if they see something that may not be the easiest prey, in, uh, on the, on the, in the jungle they'll move on to the next thing
4: and I that's think right.
0: the fact that your brand has that recognition or I don't want anyone to call it a brand your logo has that recognition is incredible I think that's great um, we have eight so, minutes yeah, it I it. just wanted to
3: I just wanted to clarify that you know. so I'm very inspired by folks who say hey Coplock was great when this happened to me and I, I shared my story there and I got help or support or it, It made me safe for a time when I got pulled over later in life. And so I'm very encouraged and inspired by that side. But when I look at, like, are the police responding to it, man, I could be very discouraged. In fact, but I'm not. In fact, I now just understand that that's the way policing is. Like, it always grows. That's the nature of government. That's the nature of any business is to grow. And so it's doing what it's supposed to. In fact, that's what one of our biggest recruiters is, is what cops keep doing to people, or why they keep searching police brutality on Google and finding coplock.org. And so, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, I just hope that when as many people wake up that need to and the police are as violent as they're going to be, that we can transition from that with as little violence as possible because I don't want to really be involved in a bloody revolution. I'd rather take in an evolution. Of the mind I, exactly. I
0: agree with you. Going forward. out going out and trying to butt, you know, head to head with the cops is uh that's that's an asinine approach. And I'm not talking ethically, I'm speaking purely from a strategic point of view. Um you know, lining know. up in the fields and like thinking chops at each
3: other. You
0: okay. know, yeah. You're yeah. not you're not gonna make a dent in, in the lines. Um they're just too deep, you know. Um and uh so we have a couple minutes left. Leave us with some practical um, knowledge um, about how how to uh, talk to a police officer who has pulled you over or, um, you know, I, I'm not talking about a felonious situation, but sort of an everyday um, interaction sure. with a sure. cop.
3: Yeah, well, I'd like to break it down to two ways. One is if feel like you're suspected of a crime and not suspected of a crime. If you're suspected of a crime, you know, I would advise that, you know, you first and foremost, no matter what you're, you're doing with the, the – no matter the reason you're talking to the police, is if the cop's up to you, no matter what he says, your first thing should be, am I being detained or am I free to go? No matter what. Now, if you want to go to, like, level A or, you know, higher or, like, get really in-depth with them, I highly suggest if you're going to talk to the police, you should always – Answer their questions with questions. And so I give you a little scenario of that. Like, a cop comes up to me because I'm filming a protest outside on the side. He's like, What are you doing? Am I being detained or am I free to go? You know, and he'd be like, You're not being detained, so I'm free to go. And he'd be like, Yeah, I just want to know why you're filming. And I'd be like, Well, I want to know why we're you're, you're asking why I'm filming. And he'd be like, Well, because it's illegal to film if you're audio and video recording. He'd be like, You know, is that a law? And he'd be like, Well, yes, it is. I'd be like, Well, can you tell me that statue? And you see how I keep asking questions. He's like, Well, I don't have to. Or you know is, is what they say. I don't have to tell you it. You just have to stop filming. And then he's like, well, can you tell it to me? And I, then when they don't, because my point is, is, like one time I was in Denver, and you know I'm asking questions of questions like, give me your ID. I'm like, am I legally required to? They're like, yes, you are. And I'm like, can you tell me the statute that says that? And they're like, no, I don't have to. And I say, well then doing, how do I know if I'm legally required to give you my ID? They're like because I'm telling you. And so I say, can you tell me the statute again? And so I get arrested and I get charged for not showing them ID. But then I proved in court that I never refused to show them ID. I only asked questions on why I had to show ID. And if he would have told me why I had to show ID, I would have gladly have shown it to him. But he arrested me for because cops don't know all the laws. He couldn't tell me the statute. Right. He just knows and that he, he doesn't tell like everybody you said earlier, and an
2: ID.
3: Right. And then he just gets upset because he's not got in control of the situation. The first thing he has to do is slap cuffs on you. And then when he goes to grab me, I say, why are you touching me? Are you assaulting me, officer? Please don't put your hands on me. You're under arrest. Why am I under arrest? So we're disobeying an officer. How did I disobey you? I'm only asking you questions. You know, and they're screwed, especially if it's on video. And so first and foremost, I advocate, you know, am I free to go is the first question you ask the cop, no matter what he says. I mean, if you're pulled over and you're kind of not free to go, you're going to know it. He's going to say, you I've just pulled you over. He's like, well, what do you need from me? And he's like, I see your license and registration. All right, here you go. I'm done talking to you. You know, I have no, I'm not going to answer any questions. He's like, well, where were you going tonight you know, I'd be like, I told you I'm not going to answer any more questions, you know. And so that's where I would leave stuff like that where you're actually suspected of a crime. I would just keep saying, I'm not answering any more questions. And yeah. i free to go. Okay. And so unless you're skilled or you, you have a purpose. Like sometimes I ask questions on purpose. And so, you know, going out to make an anti-drug war video, you know, I'm going to interview them and ask them more specific, detailed questions. So, yeah. so you know, negate those rules if you have a goal obviously. We have good,
0: we've got two minutes left um, I'm going to go ahead and say my final piece um, right now uh, first of demo thank you so much for coming on um, and uh, you know I think you have a lot of support um, in this crowd for uh, for the work you do and, um, and and on a larger scale and uh, i I for one certainly appreciate it it's not easy um, and uh, I imagine it can be quite scary um why don't we go to J Bab next for his last thought and then AMCAP um and then uh, a demo if you have any final thoughts and uh much respect and keep up the great work,
4: man. Definitely, definitely much respect on that and on um, your your work is definitely definitely being appreciated by um people out here that that has no clue on what's going on and trying to figure out what's going on with it, the laws and the police and um I greatly appreciate you guys for having me on, co-hosting and such, and it was fun. It was definitely fun. It was definitely mind-opening. Cool, man. Thanks. No.
1: Well, uh, I really did like it. I mean, it was pretty interesting at pretty much all times. Um, Thank you, Adamo, for coming on to the show. It was really awesome. Um, And uh, maybe one day, are you guys getting the hats so that I can get one?
3: Well, we have some winter hats and stock right now. I, I'm, I think I have the last uh, baseball hat on my head right now.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, man! But
3: All right. Uh, they were really expensive to stitch, but like I said, man, nobody owns this brand. You know, anyone who wants to, who's entrepreneurial out there, can make up some t-shirts or whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I also, right. I also love, I also love the fact cop block is
0: decentralized, um, like it is, and, and that's something I learned tonight. So uh, much respect for that, too. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Well,
3: listen.
0: I'm going to be in New Hampshire, um, um, I think, in a week. Um let me. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, cool, man. I'll hit you up on Twitter. Maybe we can have a beer. Um, everybody, okay. thanks for tuning in. This is the second leg of the Revolution Radio post-Valentine's Day Malays Marathon. Next up. Who's next up, Dalek? Like,
1: porno pop. Well, uh, yeah, it is. Um, I guess, and no, uh, I guess they're already just on recording. So now we're on the after hours. Cool.
2: So, yeah, you, um,
4: guess...
1: you
0: did awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, retweet the shit out of that archive. I think the, uh, I think the show went well.
1: Oh hell yeah, dude! It was amazing. I sounded all right.
4: Oh yeah. So you what about me? You see so, all yeah y'all I like I was doing you all thing. I was just like sitting back like I was like, yeah, they, I gotta say it going man I gotta say it going,
0: man, thanks for coming on, man, yeah, that was good j we're gonna we're gonna have you on again, man, and uh hit me up on twitter, man, I think we we have a lot of over, overlapping uh insights uh you know it's good shit just. Yes.
4: Definitely, bro. Definitely. All right. Um. So, for me to find Puppy Show, I just gotta type his name up of the show in on BTL search, and I should be able yeah. to find it, right? Yeah, I'll
0: blast you the link on Twitter right now.
4: Oh, thank you very much, bro. Yeah, okay, guys, man. Um, it's been good, and like I said, I enjoyed.
0: Cool, man. Thanks, j Got it. Great job, man. I'll talk to you in a few.
4: Yeah, dude. Um. See you later.
1: Uh. Yeah. You're gonna oh. You're
0: gonna be listen- listening to the shows off and on.
1: Uh, probably. Um, I'm sorry that I wasn't here even before, but it was a great show. It was definitely really awesome. I got to put a little bit of things in there. I've actually really liked it. I've got to uh, talk to other few people around the screen calls. It was amazing. So awesome!
0: You rock! Thank you for everything you do, man. That was super fun. And uh, hit me up in a little bit. I'll be around.
1: All right, dude. See ya. All right, peace, brother. Peace.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Oh, a book club? Computer solitaire,
0: huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.
3: That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
2: ChumbaCasino.com. No necessary, limited by law, 80-plus, and conditions apply, with fiber details.